You call yourself a maker? You smell like fair and corn chips. Drop and give me 45 minutes. This is not your grandparents' tinker toys. This is a creator's collective, private. Listen up and don't give me that face. Herberholtz, Wright, and Walker are about to demonstrate the proper way to create. And if you have questions, you had better be in the live chat. Otherwise, I'm going to plant my boots so far up your hiney that your mother is going to be crying. Now, listen up, you jelly-pasted cow pies. And we're back for another crazy, exciting episode of Creators Collective. And it's been a little while, so this should be a fun one as we'll be doing a little bit of catch-up for what we've been going on. But before we get started, I have to say a huge thank you to our patrons on Patreon, particularly uh, Darren Mates, Caleb Harris, and our newest uh, top collaborator, uh, Judith Grass. Thank you for joining us. So if you'd like to uh, have your name mentioned on air, you can go to Creators Collective forward slash podcast, or forward slash Creators Collective. Wow, I had a problem there. <laughs> and uh, you can join us there. So thank you for that. Also, if you want to listen to us, you can listen on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Cloud Stitcher, Cloud Stitcher, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. And we record live every Thursday or most every Thursday here on the uh, YouTube channel. So if you want to go to YouTube and search for Creators Collective, you can find us there. So let's uh, let's dive into the show. We've got a lot of things we've been working on as it's been two weeks since we've recorded last. So, uh, Zach, what have you been doing over the last two weeks? Um, well, let's see. I don't remember what I did leading up to work. Oh, yeah, I do. Um, so anybody who's anybody who's anybody has seen the, the Paul Jackman plane, <laughs> right? <laughs> that, thing, that thing's made its way across uh, multiple. I don't know yes. where I'm going with this, but yeah, you might have seen I got to touch it. Yeah. Um, so I had three days. I had three days when I, I got back from Sacramento a couple weeks ago. I was forging up there and it was kind of a short notice thing. So I forged the big screwdriver, which I think that's going to be coming out on Paul's um, <coughs> something soon. Gigantic screwdriver. I forged a bit for that. And then like really like last minute notice, uh, he got the idea to do this this big hand plane. And he's like, man, what if I actually put a real blade in it? So he hit me up and I had three days to forge. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'd even say forging. There was some forging, but I had to make the this plane blade and chip breaker. And uh, so that was a total race. That was it turned out really well, though. It was there was some tricky situation. The chip breaker was the difficult part because I did have to for you know how it like curves. So I had to I had to forge that down and cut it and then weld it, TIG weld it with some silicon bronze to fill it back in. So that was that was kind of like triage a few days before Workbench Con. Unfortunately, I was not able to record that, so it won't uh, it won't won't be on the the build won't be anywhere to be seen on my part but paul will have that um let's see so that's what i did before workbench con workbench con which was great uh i'm not going to go too much into that right now because i figure we can delve into that in a bit here because uh, <laughs> will was there and will is taller than i thought he was <laughs> are you like what six one six two i'm about six one yeah yeah okay I don't know why yeah, I just didn't think one. you were. Yeah, That's, I, thought I, uh, I thought I would be taller than you, and I don't think I am. Uh, it was that was like my voice. People commented on the most. Uh, I feel like like Paul Jackman, like he he uh, portrays himself as a you know pretty big guy, but we're about the same height. Um, me and Paul. It's yeah, just kind of funny, like the Jackman size, you know. 
Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm a tall man. Yes. Um, let's see, what else was I doing? Uh, so yeah, workbench. Well, we'll keep on. I want to go. But I want to go back there. We'll save that. Um, let's see. I just got back a few days ago, and I had an order for one of those leather tote bags, and uh, it's been like a year since I've made one of those. So uh, it was actually kind of nice because I just able to spend the day inside and kind of nice relaxing leather work, which was kind of reminded me how much fun that could be. So got that knocked out. Got four hammers forged yesterday uh cross peens which are they they take like twice as long to forge as the rounding hammers so uh so that was a full day's work and uh oh for anybody who's watching see On these the mugs i got the these fancy hand-thrown zh fabrication mugs from uh Deneen pottery they're like the nicest coffee cups i've ever seen i i got one after buying one of uh chris's from third coast crafts and drinking out of this morning uh and i liked them so much that uh, i decided to order some for myself so those those are for for any any coffee snobs out there i have those for sale on my website nice um tea you could probably even drink tea out of them too i don't think you can <laughs> no just coffee no, just coffee yeah uh that's that's all i can think just trying trying to get caught up on some orders um yeah i think i don't know i think i might take a break from forging hammers for a couple weeks once i get caught up um i want to do some more hand forging i want to i want to do some you know develop some skills instead of just kind of take a break from the production which yeah sounds about time yeah i mean that's i think that's one of the things we talked about in in the um <clears throat> our talk at workbench con is do it uh do what you feel like doing if you can i mean if you have that option like you know saying that my my income stream changes like every six months or every year <laughs> i'll do something and then i'm like yeah i don't feel like doing this anymore i'll do something else and that way you know i don't burn myself out on it so if i ever want to go back it's you know it's welcome so i think i'm gonna i might do like one last i might actually i'm thinking about putting up hammers for sale on my page for like like two or three days and saying like if you want one order it now because i'm not going to do any more for a while so we'll see that talk that you and that you and paul did was both inspiring and hilarious uh <laughs> So the Paul's, you know, the video that kept playing over and over again was ridiculous. But what I was left with after hearing you guys talk was striving, like forgetting about all the social media stuff and forgetting about like chasing this algorithm um, and, you know, hitting it big. Um, but to to really try to learn to become the best at something for the passion of it, you know, like you don't want to be the best at forging hammers um, because you know, they're awesome. Um, and that, you know, followers or whatever, you know, the, the vainness, uh, will follow. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, that, that's kind of the, that's what started the whole idea of the talk is after going, I mean, workbench con is great and I love it primarily for the networking and hanging out with the community. Uh, it's, it's the best community I've ever been involved with, but after seeing all the talks last year, like I was, I actually felt I remember we went back to the hotel lobby and I was like, man, like, I don't want, this makes me not want to do this anymore. Like all of these talks for me, this was last year. I was like, this is the most, these are the most uninspiring talks. And it's not because it wasn't good information, but it was the approach to success that I, that I had a problem with. Um, I don't want to, I don't, you know, I, I've never wanted to focus on all the, I, I think the means should justify the ends, not vice versa. I think, you know, mm -hmm. if you're, if you're passionate and you're really inspired and you strive and you just, you create and you love it, everything else will fall into place. 
But when you set all of that aside, which is the reason that you got into this, I, nobody, I mean, honestly, nobody got into this for the money. You know, this isn't like, this isn't a rock band. Like you didn't get into this for the women and the money and the fame. Uh, well, maybe, I mean, maybe nowadays I have no idea, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, but you know, like you got it more than likely you got to know it because you're, you, you love it and it's like meditative. You just, you're inspired and it's, you enjoy it. So to, to, to put all that off to the side and focus on search engine optimization and algorithms and trends and anything that's in quotation marks, like just don't let that kill it. That's, that's, that's kind of, that was kind of the premise of the talk. So yeah. Sorry. Well, I, I took a lot away from it. Uh, so I think, I think you're right. Like Stife Benchcon attending the talks that were more, um, yeah, less, less you know algorithmy and more like like watching ashley harwood you know turn because she's at in the top of her field um, that was like holy crap that's awesome um <laughs> but uh but yeah like i don't know like seeing some of the people there and i'm not gonna name any names it kind of like gave you a glimpse behind the curtain of like you know successful channels are all about and it's very much like what's going to drive views and what's going to drive like who, what demographic are you hitting? And, and that's not why I got into this. So exactly. And, um, and, and I'm not yeah. saying that, like, I mean, I think, I don't know if it's like, you got to find your North or like find, find your company, like figure out what it is you want to do. If, if you, if your goal is to just burst out of the gates and gain as many subscribers and views as possible, then by all means, like make that, if that is your primary goal, then ignore everything that I said. Like you're going to have to squash out and strangle out your passion because that that's, <laughs> that's not the way that's, you know, that's not the fastest way, but it's, it's, it's like the, the, you know, it's a long distance versus a sprint. Like if you hate it, you're going to quit eventually. So, I mean, that's yeah. my take on it. But if it's a business, if it's like, you know what, I'm going to work from nine to five every day and I don't care if I fill it full of things I enjoy or, or whether it's just things that I think are going to make me the most successful. If that doesn't matter to you, then, then, you know, just slam out those epoxy river tables and those, those <laughs> charcuterie boards and, and all these, you know, like find the trending posts on Pinterest and knock them all off. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's the, uh, but I mean, and I'm not, I'm saying this, I sound like a jerk saying this and I don't think it's bad. I just, just, it is not what I want to do. It's not what I got into this for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, you're never, I think it's more exciting the the possibility of starting a trend of setting one. And you're never going to do that. If you're, if you're following what's trending, you're trying to, to ride the coattails to, you know, success. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. So what was your big thing, Will? <clears throat> My big thing, uh, what at WorkbenchCon? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was amazing. Like it was so awesome just to be in one spot with with all these different creators that you uh, you know respect and admire, and the camaraderie was just. Um, it was also kind of an ego fluff for me. Uh, a lot of people coming up to me telling me how much they loved what I did, and you know how they really wanted to make my talk. And my talk was on, you know, basically uh, me and Rick did a talk on camera one hundred and one out of the camera that you probably already have but then transitioning into one of like 201 and more uh visual storytelling and tactful editing and natural transitions and things like that to to have the camera stuff drive the story versus you know being gratuitous edits that are like you know 20 minutes long and, and nothing driving the story and um 
so that talk was really, really well received. Uh, a lot of people were coming up to me and talking to me, um, you know, buying me a beer, you know, <laughs> later at the hotel bar just to, you know, just cause they wanted to learn more and pick my brain more. Um, that was just, yeah, it was, it was just awesome. It was amazing. This was like um, your first, so, um, your first big like event, right? It was, yeah. I don't get out that much. Um, and <laughs> I was invited. They're addicting, man. They're like a drug. I remember the first time I met everybody. I'm like, man, when's the next one? Like I'm booking tickets now. Yeah. Uh, no. And like, uh, I also felt like a chance to like kind of drive change in, in the industry of specifically woodworking. Um, so we went out to dinner. There's like six of us. Um, and we went out to dinner. It was popular woodworking and a uh, guy from Woodcraft uh, and just me and Rick and, and some other creators and, you know, talking about the demographics of popular woodworking and how do we change that from, you know, a more elderly crowd to, to getting more the craft and, you know, introducing them to techniques and, and kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, appealing to a younger crowd just to to drive you know the working with your hands um and yeah so we're talking you know about ways to do that and i feel like they were really listening so that was just like really just i don't know everything was just awesome um but you then i wish i, I could have made back. it <laughs> yeah I was oh man it was so good you there you were there last year right no no i wasn't oh, no. able to make it last year either yeah it's it's i i would uh, say that if there's at this point like if there's one event that you're going to go to workbench con is like the highest concentration of See, so I, was, I was looking event. at either workbench con or makers central. Um, and I had the opportunity to fly to makers central. And so I chose that one instead. I I'm still, I, we still want to go to that, but it's like, we're waiting yeah. to see if the, how, if we're, we're still, you know, doing job and, and house hunting. So if it doesn't <laughs> conflict, we will be there. Um, I'd really like to go to that. You have to hang out for a while. My wife will be there too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, so the, the biggest, not the biggest bummer for me this year was that on the way in, I got a cold on the, on the plane, I'm assuming. And I was sick as hell the entire weekend. It was a, a battle for me to like, my voice was gone like halfway through the first day. So I was, I was in bad shape. And, and for me, the, the best part is workbench con is great. But for me, the, the best part is like afterwards when you hang out in the lobby and you go out and have dinner with people and just, just like that kind of, you get some more um, intimate time with the community. Like that's, <laughs> that's my favorite. And I was not able to do any of that. So it was a real, it was a real, real bummer for me. And, and it just, my, uh, you know, my energy and enthusiasm wasn't quite where it should be. So I, I hope I didn't come off as harsh to anybody who is, uh, you know, who I met or talked to or anything. I was just not feeling good at all. So I was kind of bummed out about that. Uh, we well, got to hang out by the bathroom. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I drank the most water I've ever drank in my life trying to flush that thing out of me. I still have it. It's been almost. Uh, yeah. What else you got, Will? Uh, before I left for Workbench Con, I was trying to wrap up this big tabletop um, and just didn't didn't get there. Um, but uh, I am about to apply the third and fourth coat of finish on the top. A little delayed uh, because I put the first coat on and realized that I had missed some spots uh, sanding and uh, was really bummed that I had to strip that whole top. And <laughs> no, um, But yeah, but 
the second time I went at it with a card scraper, and I don't know why I just don't do that the first time every time. Uh, <laughs> card scrapers is just a better surface tabletop surfacing tool. You can see like you yeah. you can see your progress of where you've do you have gone a already. Scraper? I don't, so I'm all doing uh, it by hand. See, and for tabletops, that just that just takes it to the next level because you also get the burnishing action of the the sole as well as the uh, card yeah. scraping, and it's just oh yeah. Yeah, if I find one, I'll pick one up. Um, but I, yeah, I don't have one. Uh, and then I came back from Workbench Con and wanted to focus on finishing the other side of my basement to put a bedroom and a bathroom over there. It all been framed out, and I put some insulation in, and I thought I would knock it out this weekend. Um, but I called my drywall guy, just trying to get on the schedule yesterday, and he was like, yeah, I'll be there Friday. And I was like, oh, crap, I need to <laughs> finish before drywall goes up. Uh, so I was like venting bathroom fans and throwing up bats of insulation until nine o'clock last night. Um, but that's done. And I w- wouldn't be surprised if uh, the drywall uh, delivery guys show up in the middle of this podcast, bringing in like 40 sheets. Uh, so yeah, that, and I, I did some turning uh, the other day after watching Ashley Harwood at Workbench Con. She's really, really inspiring. Um, I'm trying to get a good finish on uh, some turnings and yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool. What do you got going on, James? Um, I have been failing at every project I have touched for the last two weeks, and it's really starting to get sad. Um, I've been I've been trying to get the scroll saw working for about three months, and every time I finish one step and I I break through fixing one thing, something else breaks, and it's building these linkages to run the flywheel in the system that um, can connect to a smooth rod and provide the the force through the rod without slipping um, or breaking the bolts off or uh, I've been running into all sorts of issues with it. And so that's been driving me bonkers, but I'm hoping to get that here soon uh, so that people can actually see the school saw working. Then I've made a, uh, um, a, what is it called? A spill plane. Because I did a video a while ago on one I bought but I wanted to make one. And so I, I spent all yesterday making one and everything was going great on it. It was looking fantastic. And then I drilled one hole about an eighth inch off and it completely ruined the entire plane. <laughs> it's one of those things you just, you can't go back and fix. You can't like fill it. You can't move it over. It's, it, it was done. Um, so I had to rebuild the whole thing and, uh, oh, that was, that was painful, but it, it'll make a good video of, you know, not everyone completes a product. Not everyone does things perfectly. So, um, that, that should be coming out Saturday. Um, <laughs> Let's see what else. Oh, we got the house trim. So I'm finishing that up. I have what 200 board feet worth of trim. What 30? Uh, I think it's 3,500 feet of trim pieces to go up. Um, and then kitchen cabinets, putting that in. Uh, but the the big thing I have going on right now is the the video coming out tomorrow is one that I have had more people asking lately than anything else, and that is what is the Stanley numbering system? So what is a Stanley number four, number five, number six? Where do they get used? What's the difference with them? So I set them all out of my bench um, two through eight with all the halves and all the quarters, um, so that everyone can see the progression of planes and how you use them, where they get used, and so I'm I'm, I'm thinking that video will uh, help a few well, people out. We'll see. Um, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah it's about my life other than um completely you know sitting in a corner crying because i'm not at workbench con watching all of the uh all the people <laughs> who are there that's uh, yeah. uh so <laughs> to james i think they well uh so i was talking to dan carey um i don't know if you know him from instagram or handy hal um he's the one with the, the little action figure so in the workshop his, his, yeah uh, his posts are great one of my yes, favorite. They're, they're just like so like wholesome and and fun and good. I don't know why wholesome comes to mind. Like, <laughs> like woodworking posts aren't wholesome, but they're just like they're just no. It's totally fun. innocent but fun. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I was talking to Dan Kirby, Rockler Booth, um, and uh, so they had their bench dog planes out. They had mm-hmm. um, a block plane, a number four, a number five, a low angle number sixty two. Um, then I was just you know checking them out and. Uh, so then a woman comes up and she's asking about the planes and you know what each one does and what's you know why would you choose one or the other and and so I started explaining it uh and then next thing I know there's like you know you know around watching and then I'm like you know trying to take a shaving and the iron's kind of dull and they didn't have a sharpening system but Dan had a strop in the back and he went and got the strop and I and I'm stropping it and now there's like 15 or 20 people hanging around <laughs> um, like watching me do this demonstration and and Megan person from Rockler is like videotaping me on her phone to post to Rockler later and you know I'm doing this demonstration and I strop the thing and I'm taking I'm taking you know fine shavings and all of a sudden there's like this impromptu like you know like event that wasn't planned, but um, and I think <laughs> I, I sold in your face, Mr. Walker. Yeah. Mr. Walker, tell us about your <laughs> your stropping technique. Yeah, I'm sure I sold at least ten planes for Rockler that day. So, <laughs> now, I've been wanting to play. Uh, I've been wanting to play those bench dog planes. I, I have um, a block plane that uh, that I like. They make some pretty decent stuff. So, does anybody know who makes? I, I should have made. I felt like making that pause longer to see how long. Does anybody know? <laughs> Yes, I do. Kind of weird. Uh, how like do, who makes those? Do they make them themselves, or they're they made by? Uh, uh, they're made in India. Yeah. Okay. Is does does whoever make them also make any other brands that we might be familiar with? Uh, I have something I can't really talk about, but yes. Ooh. <laughs> I've got an NDA that I can't talk about it, but um, mm. yeah, I'm pretty good at you know connecting. So <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> Who does Will work with? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm assuming I have no. Well, along the questions we've been we've been working with uh, WorkbenchCon, we actually have a question came in uh, from Tim Cunningham. He asks, um, "No, not Tim Cunningham. Where is it? Oh, there we are. Make Brooklyn asks, uh, how do you decide which cons or cons? <laughs> cons? What conferences <laughs> or cons? Which, yeah. which conferences or cons you attend and which to skip? I go to whichever one uh, James is not attending." <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I personally try and go to as many as possible um but i have to draw the line somewhere and so sometimes if they're big trips i, I try not to do more than one a month um but uh yeah sometimes it happens but uh, yeah i go to the ones that i get paid to go to <laughs> <laughs> that, uh yeah i, I think so for me they it comes down to you know how is the the community in other words are there people that will know me are there people who i can connect with in youtube um because one of the big reasons i go to the mwtca meets is is not for buying tools um but for meeting up with people who know me because that's the the large majority of my audience goes to mwtca meets um whereas workbench con is a little bit more power tool centric and so it's a little bit farther down on my list but the 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 community and the interacting with other people who who make videos that is that's invaluable um you know i i live in an on an island so i don't get to do many of these things um workbench con is definitely uh i think that's like 
that has become the premier uh, get together. There's it's just the biggest event. There's plenty to do. Then it's in a you know there's a lot to do in Atlanta. It's just a fun. I mean, if I had to pick one, um, that's certainly the one that I would that I would make. Um, there's there's another one. So uh, Spring Make is coming up. I think April and April or May. I can't remember. I have no idea. Maybe it's May. Um, that's, that's, uh, going to be up in Cleveland. And I know Lincoln electric is, is kind of, uh, promoting that one. And there's, that one's going to be a lot more hands-on. It's also a little bit more expensive, but I think it's because there's, there's going to be a lot of, um, I believe they're hosting it. So there's going to be like, you're actually going to, there's going to be a lot of welding and consumables and, you know, it's kind of more of a, I I think the idea is that it's kind of more of like a hands-on type event for like then workbench con um so that's coming up in a couple of months and i know there's going to be i mean i know jimmy Duresta, april wilkerson uh johnny brooke malecki rodriguez um <clears throat> there's, there's going to be a handful of us up there uh teaching as well and i'm i guess i'm teaching like a blacksmith workshop crash course thing up there so that's that's another one if you miss workbench con that's I, i'm assuming that's going to be the next biggest like social media event yeah so it used to be a couple others but then uh popular woodworkings um what, what did they call that one so iwf no it was every other year and it was it's specifically woodworking yeah um but they they stopped that one um and handworks stopped um or at least they stopped this year they might come back next year we'll see so the the list has changed um i should add since they pro- since i have a discount code anybody who's interested in the uh, spring make event i don't even know the website i think it's springmake.com probably uh but i don't know they gave me a promo code and it's just my last name i wish they would have done anything else it's difficult for everybody uh, i think the discount code is just herber holes which is my last name so if anybody's thinking about it there you go have your hundred dollars off yeah there you go yeah well we've got a, a couple other questions um tim cunningham who i talked to uh, mentioned a, bit, a moment ago zach are you going to make a video showing how to make a pair of your j sharp tongs? no there you go uh so i like it so the reason being is it's kind of like a guarded thing which sounds ridiculous but uh so jay sharp was like a legendary farrier slash tool maker and uh he was like apparent from what i gather like he's like the epitome of like a he was the epitome of like a grumpy old man like a good guy but just kind of a kind of an ass and uh he he kind of guarded him and then he passed a few years ago there's only like you know, there's only a handful of people that know how to make them. And that sounds ridiculous. It sounds like there's like sorcery involved, but it is significantly more involved and it's the least intuitive forging I've ever done. Like it's, it's pretty tricky and I don't even have them down yet. I've, I've made three pair under somebody's guidance and I'm making the tooling to be able to make them for myself. And I'm sure it'll take me a month or two to really be able to nail the process. Um, the reason that I'm not going to share it is because the person who taught me said, Hey, do me a favor and don't share this information. So, uh, I, I will respect, uh, his wishes. He, he sells a lot of them. That's John Williams of Guildworks, who is one of, I, I think certainly one of the best, uh, blacksmiths in the country is full time. I mean, it was, it was incredible seeing him for everything he forges looks like it just came off of a mill. It's so clean. So, <clears throat> 
Um, he asked me not to, cause there's the handful of people that do make them, uh, you know, that's kind of their thing. They make a living off of, uh, producing those and selling them. And I don't want to be the one that leaks that information and, uh, you know, affects their, their income. So as much as I would like to, I I'm, I'm not going, cool. but if anybody has questions, once, once I get a few down, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give some advice and tips and what I can, but I don't want to like put a video out there for thousand people to, you know, I want to respect, I want to res- respect the other Smiths in the community and not take food off their plate. So that's why. Cool. Uh, uh, let's see. Carson buys asked, will, are you going to re-edit the desk video? Uh, yes. So this one too, we were talking about, you know, my videos now versus my videos then and what I've kind of learned along the way, what I've gotten better at. Um, and I was, t- we were talking about sound design and how like 70% of what you see is what you hear uh i said yeah go back to like my desk video it's a good video um with a lot of good information in it i think the desk turned out really great it's still in my office but the sound design was absolutely horrible the music was too loud i was you know spiking my audio i was clipping Uh, i just didn't understand you know what good audio sounded like back then um and so i was saying maybe i should go back and and re-edit that video you know with what i know now um i might i might re-edit that video carson um thank you for asking that (laughs) i think that was one of the first videos i watched of yours oh cool a while ago yeah it was it was a while ago yeah cool i think it was like three well, let's uh, let's actually jump into our creators photo challenge because we're going to give away something, and uh, I think it's Will. It's your turn this week, right? I, I think so. Yeah. So you will win a cherry bowl. Cool. Not like not yesterday. the place where people play football, but uh, a bowl made of cherry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so and, oh god. For those of you who don't know, the creators photo challenge is a challenge <laughs> that we put out every other week, and we can you can put up a picture on Instagram that fits the uh, fits the guidelines for the photo challenge. And then you put a hashtag on it, creators photo challenge, and we will judge you to pick which one we like the most. And so this week we are choosing uh, one that fits the category of negative space. So a negative space in the camera that draws the eye to an item or creates a uh, image. Um, there are a lot of really amazing pictures this week yeah this week was pretty good not a lot but there's there's a lot of really really good ones some of them don't really have anything to do with negative space but they're still really good pictures yeah Yeah. and if if you guys do want to win something this is actually a really good chance because most of the time it's like one out of 12 or so or less um and so if you spend your time and make a decent picture number one you get better at making uh, images as well as you get a good chance of winning something from the three of us uh zach have you picked yours yet um i i have you have okay, i'm gonna go have? with uh mcallister home for number one it is just yeah such an amazing picture um black and white it's a it's a chisel and a, a video shaving and it's just it's just an amazing it's just a great very simple yeah. and everything every, it's very simple but all of those simple things are done perfectly those of you watching yep. uh, it is a picture with a black background um, lit from it looks just a single side uh where a chisel is coming along making a curl no there's actually uh, there's there's a, a, a balanced lighting on it um, but it's making this perfect fibonacci curl and the chisel is, is standing up in the wood at an acute angle and it looks absolutely gorgeous I wonder how he did that if he like had to photo edit out the tip of his finger holding that chisel up or something. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if it just held in there. It looks like uh, a cherry or a walnut. No, it's too light to be a walnut, but who knows? Yeah. So that's my number one. Uh, my number two is Claw's Creations, uh, which is 
bunch of axes with like some red in the background. And uh, I mean, aesthetically, it's not like the best picture out there, but it's just it's, as far as using negative space to kind of create a, you know, f- in, in following the theme, <laughs> doing something cool and original. I think. Very eye catching. Yeah, it's 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 mm-hmm. it's uh, it is an excellent use of negative space to, to show like, I guess, not technically profiles of the axe, but kind of the silhouette. Uh, Almost looks like a uh, like a, a saw teeth hanging down. Yeah. Like a really um, close up on saw teeth, but every saw tooth is an axe head. Yeah. yeah, I actually had a different take on on that one. Um, that also is one of my picks, um, which now I'm cringing because I think shipping is going to kill me. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but I it, it, the axe heads, the the silhouettes of the axe heads with the red light, um, the negative space in that image, almost like make like spy city skyline in, in that negative space. I just think it's it's just really pretty nailed it mm-hmm. hashtag nailed it uh <laughs> i, I wanted to give a shout out to a couple other ones though vera viral kajiwala <laughs> like standing on uh like a i don't know something with like two birds flying it's just super ridiculous i just have to say that it's he's uh hijacked our hashtag oh yeah yeah because it doesn't have any <laughs> yeah there's a few in there but but it's it's like super ridiculous. Like it would be. It looks like late eighties. Um, it looks like it would be at home in like the end of a, like a Def Leppard ballad <laughs> music video. Um, and also Fieldstone Arts, just a cool thing that he built. So yeah. Oh, that the hanging balls. Hanging balls. Yes, the hanging balls. <laughs> cool. uh, which ones did you pick, Will? Uh, so Claus Creations for everything that we just talked about. Uh, use of negative space um and then my second one i had a really hard time choosing um between a couple but uh black thorn creations um and it was uh right down the center line of the cathedrals on what looks to be a piece of gummy cherry um yeah uh and it if he had just cropped like to the edge of the cherry and didn't um, some uh-huh. stuff kind of off the side there. The wood uh, flooring like, behind it. Yeah, the wood flooring. Um, if you just crop that out, I think it'd be just the really like just boom, perfect. Um, but yeah, I still thought that it was a really good use kind of using the... the Way to the... blow it, Blackthorn Concepts. You were so close. <laughs> <laughs> so close, but you're still my, you're still my number two. So um, yeah, I James, love that what do you, old what do you beat up chisel in that picture. It's just beautiful chisel. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I picked um, number one, uh, Flog Flogger's Craftworks. Fog Foggles Craftworks um, has a frog legs. <laughs> frog legs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yep. think I've blown his out of the water too before. Um, but he has this uh, <laughs> has this plane sitting on a white background, and uh, at first frog I'm like. Legs. At first, I'm thinking, you know, it's just it, it it's a little too simple. But looking at it closer, it just it really made me want to focus in on the plane and study it and and think through it. And it just I, I love the way it came out. A simple, simple picture, um, but did some fantastic work there. Um, and then my second pick is also the uh, um, Claws Creations, the hanging axe heads. Um, really beautiful. Uh, it it catches the eye. It, it's one of those pictures where if you're scrolling through Instagram, picture, 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 you stop on that one. It just it's it's so it, it draws you in. It's very beautiful. So I think yeah. uh, Claude's Creations is the winner this week. I think you're right. The only reason I didn't also choose Frog Legs um, is because he won the last bowl. 
that I, I and I, I, I picked him after seeing that you guys had already picked, so I knew it was pretty safe. But he was the one I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Claus Creations. If you get in contact with me with your shipping address, I will ship you a cherry bowl. That's going to cost me a hundred dollars to get there. But our <laughs> <laughs> oh, bowl. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Just get in touch with us um, through Instagram or email or Facebook book and uh and we'll get it to you cool do you ever use that panacryl or panda whatever something like for for uh pentacryl yes that stuff who me yes i don't i just know the word i don't actually know exactly what it is oh it's uh <laughs> you know for when you like turn uh green wood and then you kind of like wipe that stuff on and let it sit for oh for slowing the drying five years and then you can finish your bowl <laughs> that's the thing that's the uh, biggest thing that i don't like about turning is like that delayed gratification like you, like, you, you, you turn it to. and it well i mean but if you really if you it seems like if you want to do it like the right way and if you want to like be able to turn it thin and not have a crack you know <clears throat> seems like that's that's the way to go um the answer your question um, no, I don't. Uh, you can also put it in a paper bag with shavings um, and talk to five different turners and they'll tell you how long to let each one rest. <laughs> some people weigh them. Some people just say, oh, six weeks. We'll say, no, you have to wait a year. Um, and then some people just turn them green thin and let them wonk out a little bit and do whatever they want. That's actually how I prefer to turn because I'm the same way. I don't want to have storage of you know bowls upon bowls upon bowls of bowls. Um, just kind of sitting around. Um, I kind of like the but, I, you know, the ones that I've seen. Like I kind of like the ones that are not perfectly right. I I like the ones that are like kind of like warped and warbly and like I think that's kind of cool. But I don't know if that's just from like turning them green and letting them letting them dry out naturally. I just be cherry burl bowls that uh, Will you and I turned a year or so ago. Those mm -hmm. ones both warped out pretty nicely and get great shape. Yeah, they they went crazy. Yeah, they. I just be scared I mean, of like cracking, you know. Um, well, crack, if you cut the pith, part of the aesthetic. But if you cut the pith out, you shouldn't have any cracking. It should, you should just have movement um, because there's no, there's no, you know, like the, the pith is the, the growth rings go around the the pith yeah. and concentric rings. So as it dries, something's got to give, and that's what makes cracks. Um, if you cut that pith out, you'll have a far less chance of cracking but it will still warp you know as the the rings kind of relax cool well uh if you want to join the the creator's photo challenge for next week uh next time we're going to be doing the golden rule or the fibonacci spirals uh, will why don't you tell us what we're looking for in that one yeah so the golden spiral uh, spiral they're actually two different formulas but pretty much the same result to get the spiral um fibonacci uh, wrote about the number uh phi i think it was called um and it's a ratio of 1.61 something or other um and it's found throughout nature like on the uh on the bark of a pineapple the ratio of the size of this little piece to this little piece is the same ratio as this piece to this piece and this piece to this piece um in your arm like the ratio of like the tip of your middle finger to the end of your palm uh to your forearm is the same as like from the wrist to the forearm to the shoulder and it just it, it repeats itself all through nature um and if you draw on a uh on a board um say you have two squares uh, and we'll just give them a unit of one one inch one centimeter one potato doesn't matter um so uh so you do one plus one 
one. Okay, so now you have a block of uh, a one unit block and now a two unit block, and that equals three. And then uh, three plus two is five, and then three plus uh, five is eight, and then it just goes out uh, kind of feeding off of itself, and it makes a goal. Um, if you follow from corner to corner, just look it up. It's uh, visuals are going to help describe it better. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so using that as an element of composition to frame your shot, to create your photograph, um, putting along one of those lines or uh, your subjects along the line of golden spiral. That's the photo challenge this fortnight. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what you all come up with this. So we'll be doing that uh, two weeks from now, and we will judge your pictures. And uh, probably, I think it's my turn to send you something. So you'll be getting something out of my shop. Uh, let's see. We do have a joke of the week that came up from uh, Make Brooklyn. And he asks, uh, who was the roundest knight in King Arthur's table? Circumference. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Bravo. Uh, so if you have a great dad joke you'd like us to tell, go ahead and send it to uh, me or one of us, and we'll try and get that on the uh, the, the list to, to tell. Um, <laughs> yes, circumference. Uh, there you go. Let's, uh, let's jump into what we're watching reading. What's inspiring us? Uh, Will, what you got? Because I'm keeping up with the theme of bull turning and inspiration, uh, I got to say Ashley Harwood um, and her boyfriend Dan, who is a really amazing hollow form turner. Um, he's out of the Pacific Northwest, and Ashley is uh, out of Carolina. And watching her turn a green natural edge or live edge bowl out of cherry, uh, and she turned it green to very thin walls. And I asked her the same question, Zach about you know letting it dry versus she said it depends on the different wood um but cherry uh she said you can turn it green and it'll move some but it shouldn't be too bad shouldn't crack or check um yeah so that's she's just inspiring me to turn more and be better you're a pretty decent turner and then you watch like a really good turner uh then you realize that you suck hard <laughs> i watched uh i saw carl jacobson a few years ago and like i've never seen a bowl turned faster in my life it was ridiculous <laughs> the the finish off of the tool like she didn't sand at all the finish off of the tool was impeccable like i couldn't find one ridge line one tool mark on her bowl and i just wanted to, half of me wanted to and half of me wanted to just throw all my gouges out half of you uh, wanted to grab the bowl and just smash it on the floor yeah take exactly yeah. <laughs> oh yeah well there's your boom. tool mark <laughs> nice broken bowl smashly yeah. <laughs> yes smashly oh okay all right I th oh. i'm finding everything too funny today <clears throat> well i'm gonna have to go to my uh, my science uh background of what i what i like to watch and uh, this week i watched uh spacex's live launch uh they were launching a, a satellite and a lander going to the moon um and it was absolutely fascinating to watch these live online and see the trajectory and where it actually is in relation to the earth um fascinating thing and i I don't know why, but I, I really, really enjoy these. So, yeah, um, SpaceX doing some really cool things. Definitely worth checking out. What you got, Zach? Um, well, I've spent most of my time on airplanes lately, so I've been reading through this gigantic Anvils in America book. I think I might have said that <laughs> a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, it's 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 an so interesting. I thought you were going to say Sky Mall. <clears throat> 
Yeah, SkyMall. They have <laughs> a, uh, a dog hair plant infusion device. That made sense. Um, yeah, so it's it, it's an interesting book, and I, I think I remember talking about it a few weeks ago, like how little we know of these companies that are like you know only a hundred years ago or 120 years ago. We're like we don't really know when uh, you know when uh, uh, Hey Button started making anvils. <laughs> There's certain companies that produced, you know, hundreds of thousands of anvils. And we're like, we don't even know really where they were out of. It's kind of surprising to me because like every anvil, like manufacturer, like burned down at least once in their history. Um, but it's it's kind of interesting. And, and it's also a goldmine for old um, like advertisements and like graphic design. It's amazing oh, to yeah. me how much more refreshing ads were a hundred years ago <laughs> just like simple font simple picture and like catchy slogan like that's it that's the formula there's like no red you know arrows and circles and like percentages and like everything's just so overdone now it's it's nice to see like old advertisements for where it's at <clears throat> yeah cool i concur well do you have a favorite tool of the week zach uh vitamin c take more of it <laughs> that's a good one yeah cool oh well uh, what you what you got for favorite tool with um starbond ca glue uh so they recently contacted me and sent me out some stuff um just to try out maybe become an affiliate of theirs or something and, um so i've had mixed results with ca glue i've had some of them like really don't stick like they're supposed to and some of them are super sticky and like you just look at the bottle and your fingers are stuck together um but so i'm really happy with starbond uh, and i actually did a video on my Instagram of a cool trick installing um, butterfly keys or dovetail keys or bow ties or whatever you want to call them, um, stabilizing checks. And I used a mix of Mark Spagnolo's tip uh, about blue tape and CA glue for laying out templates and things like that. And Mike Pekovic's tip to lay out like dovetails. And so I would lay blue tape over uh, my check uh, and then put blue tape on the back side of the dovetail key, uh, and then put CA glue on one half and activator in the other, and position the uh, the key over the check, and that secured that to where I could mark it with a marking knife. And then as I peeled up the dovetail key, the marking knife would cut. Uh, you know, instead of just marking knife nine uh, marking knife lines, um, it actually left the out tape of the actual dovetail key. So it's a really good visual aid, but also gives your chisel a reference of, on just that however thick blue tape is. But um, And uh, using that tip has given me the cleanest butterfly, and I've cut a lot of them. So that's my tool. Starbond CA glue, check them out. Well, I have to actually go with a handsaw, and I'm not talking what everyone thinks about as a saw you power with your hand. I'm talking about the actual saw called a handsaw. It is a a handsaw that is it's a hand powered saw that's at least 26 inches long, if not longer, um, and usually has fairly large teeth, uh, like four to five ppi. Um, and the one I'm particularly thinking of is an Atkins with a with a ripped uh, filed tooth. Uh, it just a, such a nice tool when it is sharpened up well and set correctly. They they rip through wood phenomenally and it feels good. Um, just one of those things that's that's very enjoyable to use, especially if you have a twisted brain like I do. Uh, they're they're a lot of fun. <laughs> is that is what you would call a handsaw? Like the actual name, you know, like what you're saying, not just like yes. A saw you, you, have, you have a handsaw, which is hand. a long handsaw. Uh, you have a panel saw, which is a shorter handsaw, and then you have a half back, which is <clears> slightly <throat> shorter with a back on it um, then you get into your back saws but the handsaw just for visual reference is that what like people play like you know with the with the uh with the bow like where they yeah. bend it and... yeah yeah okay cool 
I guess just me that's never seen that. <laughs> yeah, most of the uh, most of the saws you find in the big box store are actually panel saws. They're not hand saws. They're not big enough. Because they're shorter. Yep. Um, Interesting. So, bit of history. So I think that will about do it. This has actually been a really fun time. And I do want to say a huge thank you to our patrons, especially Darren Mates, Caleb Harris of You Can Make This Too, and our new one, Judith Grass. Thanks for helping us make this better. And uh, if you'd like to find out more, you can find us at creatorscollectivepodcast.com or you can join us live every Thursday on YouTube, Creators Collective YouTube channel. So I think that's about it for today. And until next time, have a wonderful day. See you guys later. Adios. Thanks again for listening to the Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.